What's up, Bulls Nation? You found yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That is Big Dave. Up ahead on today's episode, Wednesday, December 15th, we got to talk about more tests cropping up all over the NBA, including with the Los Angeles Lakers, who are slated to play the Bulls at the UC on Sunday. Plus, we also want to share our thoughts from the interview that DeMar DeRozan recently did while he's sitting at home with nothing to do with CJ McCollum and his pull-up podcast. So we're talking about all those things right now on a fresh Locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked on Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. Ah. You can follow us at Locked on Bulls. Hit us up on that text to voicemail line for our mailbag episodes at 331-979-1369. Today's episode of Locked on Bulls is brought to you in part by Truebill. Truebill is the new app. It saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on the ones you want to keep. Mm. Big Dave, happy Wednesday, buddy. This is a dark week. Not dark as in like gloomy, but just dark as in no shows, a.k.a. no games for the Bulls who are uh, kind of trying to get themselves nursed back to uh, a, a roster that's actually capable of playing an NBA game. Um, but you know, here we are still five days a week that is locked on and we're here anyway. And I don't know about you. I'm in a great mood. Cause if you can't tell I'm rocking my new city friends, baby, how are you, my friend? I'm good. It's really great to see you. I completely hate m- missing shows, <laughs> but as you know, there's really only one reason I would miss a show. Um, but yeah, it's great to see you. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to talk. I missed talk. you yesterday. I missed you too, man. I missed all y'all. I really did. I, I really, I, really I had did. to talk by myself about this, uh, you know, this this predicament that the Bulls are in. And now, Dave, it's kind of weird in that, you know, the Bulls went through this early. They have still 10 players in health and safety protocols, but uh, a handful of those could be making their way back soon. Kobe White and Javante mm-hmm. Green. And then shortly after them, DeMar DeRozan and Derek Jones Jr. are on deck for guys who could be cleared and Mm -hmm. back with the team soon, maybe even by the time their next scheduled game is Sunday against the Lakers. But meanwhile, over the last 48 hours or so, we're seeing other teams start to deal with what the Bulls have already dealt with, which is positive cases cropping up all over the place and multiple players being placed in health and safety protocols. You got Giannis and DiVincenzo in protocols for the Bucs. Um, you, you got Alvin Gentry, the Kings interim coach, earlier today announced that he's in protocols. Rick Carlisle's in protocols for the Pacers. So it's not just players, it's coaches. Uh, and, and, of course, you know, Brooklyn, uh, multiple players, including Aldridge, I think they placed four in protocols on Tuesday. And then uh, late last night, James Harden was added to that list of players and protocols for the Brooklyn Nets. And the Lakers, who the Bulls are slated to play on Sunday. Yesterday, Dwight Howard and Malik Monk were put in protocols, and that was already on top of Taylor Horton Tucker. And uh, and then I think one additional Laker is, is on that list as well. So 
this this is now becoming a big problem and not just one that the Bulls are dealing with. Yeah, it's definitely becoming league wide. I think uh, you and I kind of sadly expected uh, that it would become league wide. Um, yeah, it sucks, man. Uh, the Lakers game is really interesting because you know it, they even moved that game to a later time. They moved it from two thirty to seven thirty. So if the Bulls need to get you know more work in as far as a shoot around or anything's concerned, they can do that. Uh, but now my question is, <laughs> will the game even be played? Like, like, will they even go out there and play that game? Uh, I'm glad that the league shut it down for the Chicago Bulls. I'm very thankful for that because on the last show, I, we, you and I definitely talked about that. Like, what the hell are you doing, NBA? Yeah. You see these things happening, shut it down. So I, I'm under the uh, – uh, I, I continue to say that things should be shut down till Christmas. That's that's really how I feel. Um, they should really like you got to get a handle on this, man, because it's just really getting out of hand. And now, Matt, like when you see it getting over, you know, these West Coast teams starting starting to go through it, like you said, Alvin Gentry and the Lakers and things like that. So now, not not only do you got Charlotte, New Jersey, Milwaukee, Chicago over here in the East dealing with it, now you see it stepping and cropping up in the West, and it's just gonna keep going, guys. Like I wish. I could say it better. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to deliver, deliver it like this, but I'm just looking at what we've been through these past couple years and what it's looking like right now. And all I see is things continuing to grow and uh, uh, get bigger. Uh, you see it kicking off in the NFL. You see mm-hmm. it kicking off in the NHL. Mm-hmm. You see it going around all those places. So, yeah, Matt, I, it just feels like it's on the horizon and on the cusp. I don't want it to be. I, I just I'm hope I'm completely wrong about all this, but just looking at how it's been, it feels like that's the way it's going, man. Yeah, and and I guess you know if there is something that you can be you know thankful for, given all of these players out in protocols right now, it's that for the most part, it seems like a lot of them have asymptomatic cases, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and those who do have symptoms, they're they're fairly mild to to semi mild you know, cold or flu-like symptoms. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, some people have, you know, with whatever strain this is that's going around NBA circles, it's hit some people hard. Um, You know, Vooch said that he had some pretty significant symptoms. I think Mm -hmm. Kobe White uh, for a while there was dealing with some pretty tough symptoms. And, you know, shout out to our guy, Stacey King, who's still, you know, Mm -hmm. I I saw some tweets of his between yesterday and this morning saying, yeah, man, like that, what whatever kind of COVID that Stacy got, it put him out of commission and has yeah. put him out of commission for a while. So you know, ho- hopefully Stacy's on the mend and feeling better and back on broadcast soon. But in the meantime, you're right. The NBA, we talked about this. We talked about the potential that the Bulls could just be the first or one of the first, like Charlotte, uh, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. to go through this, and and that it could be that there were a lot of other asymptomatic cases that just hadn't been tested yet across the league and in the last couple of days that seems to be what's happening and you know look we're not scientists this isn't a scientific or medical podcast of any kind but whatever this is that's going around NBA circles certainly seems like it is a very very contagious version of this virus that a lot of guys can be giving it to their teammates without knowing it because they feel fine and aren't doing testing because last season, everybody was getting tested all the time, right? And then as soon as somebody was tested positive, even like guys whose lockers were next to theirs, boom, out. 
just because of contact tracing. They're not contact tracing this year. And so if you have all these guys who are asymptomatic and feel fine and then test positive, it's you're a day or two too late in a lot of these cases. And so usually when you see these tweets from Woj or from Shams, you're like, okay, well, here's this player on this team. You expect that a couple hours later or the next day, you're going to get at least one, if not multiple of their teammates joining them in protocols. And that's what we're seeing. I talked about this with you uh, off the show, or I said this to you off the show, uh, the last show we did, how in our group text, like I now dread seeing tweets that you all send now from Woj and from Shams. Like as soon as I see Woj and Shams, I get sad. And I say, oh, damn. You know, because before it was a source of joy, a source of, oh man, what just happened? Like who just signed the contract? Who just got traded? Like who just hit somebody? And now it's like, Oh, somebody's got it. Oh, somebody else is sick. Oh, somebody else on the Bulls. And especially with what just occurred with, you know, the team that we love, like seeing 10, 9, 10 guys just go down. You know what I'm saying? Like with this. And you're right, Matt. Like it's 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 great that it's asymptomatic and the guys aren't having these symptoms, but it's also very, very scary because you're thinking about the people around them. That's all I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. And not even the players. I mean their families. You know what I'm saying? That's who I'm thinking about. Because if they're asymptomatic and they don't and they feel fine and they feel great, then why wouldn't you continue on with your life? Why wouldn't right. you continue on doing certain things? So as soon as you find that out, immediately I, I think about their families. Like, man, are they okay? Because they need to be tested immediately. Are they gonna be all right? Like, is everybody gonna set up? Is the kids, you know, the wife, are there any elderly people in their homes that they're looking out for? You know, I think about all these things that, that crop up in my mind, man. But it's a tough situation going on right now, Matt. Um, I hope it's running its course now and we don't have to deal with it, you know, maybe another uh, month or two. Um, that's just hope talking right now. But, yeah, it's it's a tough situation right now for the NBA and for just for all sports across the board. And, I mean, just when you look at this schedule and, you know, the back end of December with all of these games, just I just look quickly. Tonight's Wednesday night NBA slate. 11 games 11 Mm. games tonight and Mm. some of those games include teams like the lakers who are in dallas playing the mavs tonight with players dealing with positive tests the bucks are playing the pacers tonight the bucks Mm. have placed Giannis and divincenzo in protocols the pacers are dealing with protocols so you're talking about multiple teams who are going to play tonight that have breakouts happening or on the verge of happening. And a lot of them, like you were talking about, East Coast, West Coast, you got Matt, like Wizards Kings tonight, East Coast team versus mm-hmm. West Coast team. Uh, you got Hornets Spurs, a Texas team, an East Coast team. You got, you know, Lakers Mavs, a Cali team, a Texas team. You got, you know, like all of the Rockets Cavs, a Central team, a Texas team. If, if there are positive cases on the floor of these 11 NBA games tonight, this is going to go from, Oh gee, like it is now to and, and like and then the league, you know, the last thing they want is to cancel their Christmas Day slate, which I think makes them like 30% of their annual revenue yeah, yeah. with their ads on Christmas Day. Exactly. But man, I like I just feel like the, the league is bracing for something bad right now, and it really sucks because again, what we want to be talking about is the fact that the bulls are good. We're good now. Like this. 
And that's exactly why I think they should shut it down till Christmas. Is because you I know how important Christmas Day games are to the league. And that's exactly why I'm like, well, if they're the most important, how about you just chill? You know what I'm saying? For a little bit and then kick that off on Christmas, man, and come back. But we'll see, man. We just gonna we're just gonna go forward and I'm keep seeing these tweets from from you and John and Kev and keep dreading them. That's all I can do. Um, speaking of things that are more fun to talk about than the, the NBA's health and safety protocols, uh, we mentioned at the top of the show, we want to talk about this interview that DeMar DeRozan did, uh, with his, his, uh, pal CJ McCollum. So we will get to that in just a minute, but first big Dave, Mm -hmm. tell the people where they can get themselves some nice threads. If they want to maybe treat themselves, get themselves their own Christmas gift and they want to beef up that wardrobe. Tell them about stance. Oh, treat yourself. You know what? I taught it. Like, I said it last time, Matt. It was my first time going on stands, and I saw they had the Wu Tang shirts, and I was in. Well, guess what? I went back to the site and I looked, and they also have socks. Like they're 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 mm-hmm. all about their socks. Do you know what kind of socks? Socks on socks on socks. <laughs> Do you know what kind of socks they have? They have Anchorman socks. All right, there are Sex Panther socks, ladies and gentlemen. 60% of the time, time, it works every time. It says that on the sock. And they have it. You can go and you get you some of this, man. Why wouldn't you go to this wonderful site, yo? Founded in 2009, Stan Sapel represents the radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and athletic apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stan's brings an atypical aesthetic along with with some pop culture's hottest collaborations for the ultimate in style and self-expression. Because everything you wear, everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. These are called facts, ladies and gentlemen. So this is what you can do. Stans believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Those who feel good, do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account at stands.com. Get 15% off your first purchase. That's 15% off them cool socks I just told you about. Use the promo code mm. locked on at the checkout and you will get that. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance. Stance. I was seeing REM right there. That's what I was seeing. It was Stan. That's what I was doing. Okay. I was trying to figure that out. Um, okay. So on Friday of last week, DeMar DeRozan was the guest on CJ McCollum's podcast called Pull Up with CJ McCollum. Um, it's, for, first and foremost, Dave, I just want to say I love the fact that all of these NBA players, some retired like JJ Redick, some still active, are do, are are like – in the podcast biz yeah. now um, because it's one thing for guys like us to sit here and talk about the bulls every day and talk about the NBA every day. But these podcasts uh, that these NBA guys are doing give you, I feel a glimpse behind a door that we don't get when they're just answering questions at the podium or answering questions that the media are asking them at shoot around or at practices. And it's a part of the, new version of media covering the NBA in particular that I really, really love. Cause it's like, Hey, the players are kind of doing part of the media's job for yeah. us because they want to do it their way. And it's a, and 
it was my first time listening to CJ McCullough's podcast. Pull up. It's my very first time. And I got to say, I rather enjoyed it. CJ McCullough is really good at this. All right. Let me just tell he's, you. He's a good interviewer. He is really, really a good interviewer. And I hope this becomes on a bigger platform, you know, in, in some way, shape, or form, because mm-hmm. there's something there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really mm-hmm. good. I, I was, I was enthralled. Like, I was into it. I was like, this is a good show. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> this is enjoyable. So, yeah, shout out to CJ McCullough for having a really solid show. Uh, but you're right, Matt. Like, just seeing, because players, you know, throughout our life and time, they've always complained about, you know, the media, the media, the media. They don't get it right. They twist our words and things like that. I remember mm-hmm. going to another sport. I remember when Brian Urlacher used to release statements through, like, Fox uh, Fox Sports Online. He would just write out a whole right. thing and just release the interview that kind of way. Because guys aren't trust- trusting of the media. Kevin Durant's another one. You know, guys aren't just really right. trusting of the media. His his quote tweet on Skip yes. Bayless the other night, like Skip was trying to praise Kevin Durant to slander LeBron, yeah. which like Skip loves slandering LeBron more than I do, yeah. and that is a short list of That's people. A lot. And 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 Kevin just quote tweeted it saying, "I really don't like yes, you." He, did. he absolutely <laughs> said that. Oh man, dude. but yeah, that's it's a perfect example right there. A perfect example, dog. So. It's good when these guys can have their own platform. Like Draymond Green has his as well. Uh, Kevin mm-hmm. Durant has the I think it's called the Boardroom on ESPN Plus. Boardroom, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, LeBron's got the barbershop, barber shop, right? You know. Right, the shop. Yeah, man. Like guys have are getting their own platforms and getting being able to have their own narratives the way they want it shaped. You know what I'm saying? Which is fine. I don't have an issue with any of that. If you feel like you're getting it straight from the horse's mouth, that's great. But why I like CJ McCollum's was just because of the interview factor of it. It was just really, really good seemed forced it just seemed very very solid and very smooth and like you know these are the conversations that these guys have when we're not around yeah um you know they, they talked a, a good amount about demar's transition from san yeah. antonio to chicago we'll talk about that also some interesting stuff about you know his his upbringing and his life his, uh his young life in compton we want to talk about that but first big dave we have to address this first okay. there was like a, a rapid fire question sequence towards the end of the interview it was and one of the questions was Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. It was. And my guy, DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> picked Peyton Manning. What do you got to say for yourself as a Tom Brady stand? Oh, man. Well, first of all, not a Tom Brady stand. I just enjoy greatness, as everyone should. Okay. Any, anytime that guy sneezes, you, you tweet his full name with, like, six middle mm-hmm. names on Twitter. You mean, first of all, I tweet his whole name. Like, let's get it right. It's the whole name. And I tweet it when he does something great. Because I appreciate greatness. When he threw the game-winning touchdown in overtime, I tweeted it out because it was great. I loved it. It was awesome. But, and also, that was a former Bears. you're not a Stan. But you're not That's a Stan. That's called being a fan who appreciates greatness. I know who I <laughs> okay. stand. Okay. I, know, do I, okay. I don't own any Tom Brady anything, all right? <laughs> I, nothing. Nothing. Really? I own Tom Brady nothing, all right? Ric Flair. Yeah, you can argue me on stands on that. Michael Jordan. Yeah, you can argue me on that. Plenty of music dudes, but Tom Brady, I, I'm just a fan of the greatness. That's all. But when he said that, <laughs> it's a shame that we're in each other's brain. Because the minute he said that, I thought about you. Like, as soon as he said Brady <laughs> or Manning, I thought about Matt. And I said, oh, my God, if he says Manning, I'm going to hear about this, Matt. <laughs> then he, he said, I'm a, I was always a Manning guy. And I was like, is he going to do it? <laughs> and then McCullum, in a great interview style, just kind of pushed him toward it. You know what I'm saying? Saying, no, no, if that's what you feel, you know, say what you feel. 
You got, you got to give me one word. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning. He chose Peyton Manning. I have no problem with him choosing Peyton Manning. He's a Peyton Manning guy. Peyton Manning's great. That's wonderful. Yeah. He'll lose when he goes against Tom Brady, but that's fine. If he chooses Peyton, I have no issue with that. To each his own, Matt. To each his own. It's crazy that the only time the Bears have been to the Super Bowl in my lifetime you know, so Bears Bears win the Super Bowl after the 85 season in the in winter of 86. I'm born in 87. Okay. The one time in my life the Bears have gone to the Super Bowl, they were beaten by Peyton Manning. Yeah. I should hate him. I should hate him for that. Yeah. But you know what? I don't. Mm. I don't. You know who I do hate? Who's that? Um, middle name, middle name, middle name, <laughs> Brady. Junior. <laughs> there, junior. Junior. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a junior out there. <laughs> It's all right. I don't mind it, Matt. I don't mind it. So when he wins MVP again this year, we'll, we'll revisit this again because we know it's yeah, going to happen. Right. Like, it's it's going to happen. Spe speaking of that, though, I thought – so another interesting question that CJ asked DeMar was, if you didn't play basketball, what do you yeah. think you'd be doing? Yeah. And DeMar said, I'd play football. Yeah. Um, but apparently also his mom didn't – want him to and maybe even the way he phrased it didn't let him yeah. play football yeah you know violent sport didn't want her son to get hurt mm -hmm. but i i don't know about you i didn't know that jamar was that much a like oh yeah i could have could have played but what, what what position do you think jamar would would have played because i don't think he mentioned that Ooh. on the interview it would definitely i would say cornerback or yeah corner yeah he'd be i feel like he'd be a corner or a safety or something like that um or he'll be a skill position player, like you know, a slot receiver, or or something like that. Yeah. I could I could see that. Um, but just seeing how his game has you know changed and evolved, maybe you know I can argue quarterback. You know what I mean for for how he's done it. But also him saying his father played. I didn't know that about his father. I didn't I didn't know his father, right. uh, played football either. Um, but I could see I could see um why his mom would say no because who knows what she's seen the father actually mm -hmm. dealing with behind the scenes as far as the pain or the tolerance of anything that he was going through. So yeah, I can right. see why mom is like, hell no, <laughs> not, gonna mm -hmm. not my child. No. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to talk about some of the things he said um, yeah. that, that pop taught him when he went to San Antonio that I thought yeah. were interesting. Cause I think it kind of translates oh, to what, what he's doing my brain so now. Much. <laughs> uh, before we do that though, Want to remind all of you that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, which has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march to the playoffs. I, I believe we have uh, uh, Chargers Chiefs Thursday night football mm. this week, tomorrow night. Finally, we finally get a juicy Thursday night football yeah. matchup. You, you think there's maybe going to be some touchdowns scored in that game? Chiefs, Chargers? It's a good possibility. Maybe make some bets. Maybe make some bets to bet online for that Thursday night football game. Or tonight, we've got a doubleheader in the NBA. That's two of 11 games that the NBA is playing tonight. So head to Bet Online's new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Just remember, to get that 50% bonus, use promo code LOCKED. On from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC. By the way, Kendall Gill. Oh, shout out. Oh, hey, Jake Paul. Oh, fight Kendall Gill, you coward. Fight him. So we can bet on it. Yes. I'm putting my money on Kendall Gill. Every day. 
Uh, <laughs> right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports favorites. Bet online where the game starts. Oh, guys, you know what we need to talk about? Those bars that are built. That's right. We ain't talking about working out. We ain't talking about rhymes. I'm talking about deliciousness, healthiness. And there's only one place you can get that, y'all. That is Built Bar. You know it's the holiday season. You know people out in the stores ready to fight each other over the latest toy. You know what I'm, you know what's going to happen. You know what will come in handy? Some delicious Built Bars. Because you're going to need that protein. You're going to need that low calorie. And you're going to need to feel energized and juice to get out there and drop that elbow on that person that is still in that new doll that you want to get for your child. And. They have so many delicious flavors, y'all. Raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, cherry. And they also got flavors of the month. Matthew Peck, will you please tell the people the flavor of the month at Built Bar? They just keep cranking them out, man. It's the holiday season. I mentioned the other day you can get an eggnog flavor Built Bar. They've added to that a gingerbread flavor. Oh! Eggnog and gingerbread. Come get on. some. Come on. And, guys, low calories like 130 calories y'all oh low fat but high protein baby so go ahead and get you some go to built.com use that promo code lock 15 to get 15 percent off your order that is built.com promo code lock 15 get 15 percent off your order built bar drop an elbow on somebody all right um so I, I don't know if this is what you found most interesting with Jamar's chat uh, with, with CJ McCollum talking about his experience with Pop in San Antonio. But it for me, it was him talking about how he got to San Antonio and Pop was like, okay, so you're going to be the point guard and then <laughs> continue to talk. And then Jamar was like, wait, 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 what? Yeah. <laughs> and then talked about how Pop gave Jamar the confidence to say, yeah, no, you, you're going to be our point guard pretty much. And you can do that. And then Jamar kind of absorbed that confidence that pop had in him and then completely opened this brand new window to his game that he maybe didn't necessarily know himself that right. he had. Right. That's a great way to say it, Matt. And of course that's what stood out because it stood out in your brain. So of course that's what stood out in my brain. Of course that was the thing I thought of first when he's because it was great to hear that because it was just great to hear his evolution. You know what I'm saying? Of the game because he got sent to San Antonio and he might have felt like, you know, it was a downgrade. You know what I'm saying? Because he was mm -hmm. the man in Toronto. You know what I'm saying? Like like CJ McCullum said on the low, he should have a statue out there. Like, he's the, the mm -hmm. man out there in Toronto. Outside of Vince, it, it was DeMar. You know what I'm saying? Like, because and he was the guy who stayed, you know what I'm saying, all those years. So, great runs, great teams, you know what I'm saying? Just with running into LeBron. And there's nothing you could, anybody could really do about that in the conference. So, you know, it right. was tough. But. He went there, Matt, and learned other facets facets of his game that he probably wasn't even using or didn't know he he could use. And that point guard was a part of it because nobody was pointing to him about being that point guard. Nobody. Nobody was saying that he could be that. But you know who did? Craig Popovich saw it in him, man. You're the one. And you see it, Matt, when you watch him here with the Bulls. You see that kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, his, just the way he reads the floor. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And puts himself in the right position to take the right shot. It feels more smooth than it did when it was in Toronto. You know what I'm saying? It feels a little easier, like he doesn't force uh anything like that. And I talked, we talked about that actually when he was uh 
when the Bulls first got him, how it would be good for him in the second unit because he could, you know, surround himself out there and get guys going because he knows how to get mm-hmm. to the bucket and teams surround him. He'll find someone for the score. Do you not remember the New Jersey game? Do you not remember the New Jersey game when in the fourth quarter he cut to the bucket and they tried to jump down on him in the fourth? What did he do? Woo! <laughs> right over there, Alonzo, who hits you with the cash buddy shot and then the cool LeVar Ball walk. So, yes, it is important that that I heard that aspect, Matt, and it was great to hear where it came from and even how it evolved and especially how it started, how he even got put in his head that he should be doing that. I love that you still insist on calling the Nets New Jersey. Yes. It, it is like I'm it's Jason just Kidd, a silly little thing that just makes me happy all the time. I'm a Jason Kidd dude, bro. It stays it. in my I brain. love it. And draws in Petrovic. Shout out. So it stays in my head like that. Yes. And Kendall Gill. And New Kendall Jersey Net for a time. He sure was. He sure was. Um, but and look, so Demar isn't necessarily point guarding as much with the Bulls. But it's because he doesn't have to. Right. He can be the primary ball handler at times. Zach Levine can be primary ball handler at times. Lonzo Ball can be primary ball handler at times. And so, like, he's DeMar isn't averaging, you know, what, right. seven or eight assists a game like right. he did to make his career high with his last season in San Antonio with, with Pop really putting that task on him. But it's like he is one of three or four Bulls players averaging somewhere between four and five assists a game. And, I mean mm. – who can complain about that kind of balance? It's just nice having a guy like Demar added to your squad. Who knows that he can give you some point guard duties whenever you need him, right. and and that's like you know as, as you mentioned, either creating shots for himself, mm-hmm. being the, the 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 guy running the offense, or finding looks for his teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I found interesting from this interview between Demar and and CJ McCollum, his uh. His thoughts on how quickly the Bulls have gelled, Big Dave, mm-hmm. and CJ being like, did you expect it to work this quickly? And DeMar was honest and was like, no. no. I mean, <laughs> I thought it would take some time. Yeah, And um, and he credited a lot of that to not only unselfish, chips-on-shoulders teammates, mm-hmm. but Billy Donovan mm-hmm. and the coaching staff. And I think that those are the two biggest reasons we've seen the Bulls be successful as they are so far this season. Guys who are unselfish and just want to win and a coaching staff that despite all of the guys missing time from injuries and now missing time from protocols are are putting winning combinations out there every night. Yeah, and and also let's give love to uh, Arturis and, and Mark Eversley at the same time for getting the right kind of guys in here with that kind of mentality Mm -hmm. because I guarantee you they looked at all of that before they signed any of the players they didn't just look at the skill they looked at the mental as well so it's credit to them as well but yeah Billy Donovan that and that coaching staff and Mo Cheeks you know and those guys and uh, Fleming and and guys have been just been great you know what I'm saying for the Chicago Mm -hmm. Bulls and that's why yeah I think it surprised everybody just how quickly it gelled you know what I'm saying I think it surprised everyone even if you thought the Bulls were going to be uh, up there in the top three seeds, uh, you thought I don't think anybody thought coming out the gate, oh, especially going through that gauntlet, I don't think anybody thought that they were going to come out on the positive end of that. People were right the end of basketball in Chicago during that gauntlet, man. Like so, yeah. But it was it was great to hear him say that, and that's why you like Demar Derozan. That's the other thing I took away from this, Matt. I, the more I hear him talk, the more I just like this dude. Like, because mm-hmm. the honesty that he speaks with, 
Like, it's no putting on airs. It's no front for him. Like, it's just, here's the truth. This is what it is, and you guys can deal with it as you may. I love how he talked about um, his relationship with Zach Levine because even CJ McCollum said, you know, we saw them guys like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, these guys, this is the team over here, which I talked about, Matt. The NBA players see this stuff, and they're like, oh, snap. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I might want to do something over there. That's the guy I see that stuff, man. And it was also funny how he was like, Zach Levine bought some of his wine. I thought that was cool, too. Yeah. I didn't know Zach was a big wine drinker, man. That was cool to find out as well. But he was like, and, and I didn't know DeMar didn't drink at all. So that, so those are two. Yeah, I, I liked uh, finding out and hearing and things like that. But he was like, "Yeah, Zach bought a bunch of my wine for me and everything." He looked out, and that was real cool of him to do too. So, just hearing how about his time in Chicago, you know, still ain't found the restaurants he wants to go to yet because he's been hooping and things like that. But he, the fact he understands what kind of city this is already, he's like, it is a sports city. You know what I mean? He didn't just say mm-hmm. team. It's a sports city, and he's absolutely 100% correct. It is sports here. 24-7, right. 365. That's Chicago, baby. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm with you in that. As I was listening to this conversation between DeMar and McCollum, the thing I kept thinking was, I just love listening to DeMar DeRozan talk. Yeah, He could be talking about basketball. He could be talking about his life. He could be yeah. talking about his family. He could be talking about funny stories from when yeah. you know he and Kyle Lowry and their Raptors teammates were, yeah. were joshing around and whatnot like he's just a very interesting guy mm-hmm. to to listen to mm-hmm. um and, and, and you know I think some NBA players some professional athletes across the board some of them are just not interesting mm-hmm. they you know they have cookie cutter answers that their PR teams have you know drilled into their brains since they were college athletes or whatever and they kind of just say the same thing over and over again, or they say the same nothing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to what we were saying at the top of this of this part of the conversation of how great it is that these athletes have their own platform now. Because mm-hmm. I, I I think that Demar Derozan, by and large, is very good dealing with the media. Mm-hmm. Like I I yeah, I was I like, man, I miss listening to Demar post game interviews yeah. at the podium talking about the game because he's good. He's yeah. good, and he answers questions honestly, and he offers a little bit of insight. But there's an even deeper layer of comfort, I think, when the conversation is not media, and I'm worried about what they're going to print tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Versus, ah, this this is a colleague. This is this is you know somebody on my level. This is another mm-hmm. NBA star who I respect, who I know, who I'm comfortable talking with. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you can get a player who is open, you know, an open book like Demar, and, and get even more out of them. And it's just a joy to listen to when you get somebody like that who's willing to share and in an environment where they're comfortable sharing. Yeah. That man, that's, that's so beautifully put. Uh, here's the other two things. The other two things I took out. There were three things. One was, I really, really like him. There were, there were two more things I took out of this. The other thing was I didn't, I had no idea how close he and Tayshawn Prince were. I, I had no yes. idea about that at all. That their that dads really were friends, yeah. and he would like shoot hoops with Tayshawn Prince in their backyard. Like, that's so crazy. You know what I'm saying, right? Like, he's just been around that kind of greatness. Like, it feels like his entire life. You know, from his dad, you know, playing those sports. You know, what I'm saying to Tayshawn Prince and and just other great ball players being from that area. It just feels like he's been around some really good stock. You know, what I'm saying even being around Vooch at USC. You know, just. Mm-hmm. wow you know what i'm saying that just really tripped me out though like yeah i would go there and shoot hoops and tayshawn would come out sometimes you know the time he was at kentucky you know he got you what <laughs> like just, yeah that's so wild to me the other thing Matt, that i took from this that that i was like yes 
he is a Simpsons fan. <laughs> I mm-hmm. was like, how awesome that DeMar DeRozan is a Simpsons fan. Because that's why I like this interview so much is because I wanted to hear from him while he's, you know, in protocol. When people are going through these things, I want to know how they're doing. Are you okay? Can you talk? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Is everything all right? And he was like, yeah, man, you know, I've been catching up on Simpsons episodes. Like, I, I was like, this is, yes. I'm like, that's what we all do. I don't know anybody. And I don't know if I'll, and I'm sure they're out there. That person exists. But I have not met anyone who has seen every Simpsons episode. I know people have seen a lot mm-hmm. of them. But I don't know anybody who's seen them all. And that's that's a heck of a feat. You know what I'm saying? To say you've seen every one. Yes. You see them all to a point. You know what I'm saying? And I, there's, a, there's a stopping point, I think, for everyone. They're like, okay, life yeah. happened. You know what I'm saying? I had Which for me it. was like the late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> I was like, all right, Simpsons. All right. I'm done with you. You're done, right? <laughs> and then, but it's so great because that's why I like it so much. And um, I miss. Oh, this is off subject a little bit, but FX used, used to have like all the Simpsons episodes. I don't know if they still do or not. But yeah, they would do those mega marathons. Yes, yeah, but do on their yeah. app. On their app, they used to have a a button you could press, and it would just play random Simpsons episodes, and it was the best. <laughs> It was the best, man, because I, I was like, everything was new. Or sometimes they'll show classic ones. You know, you just hit the <laughs> random shuffle, and, and you just watch Simpsons episodes. And it was it was the greatest thing ever, man. I love The Simpsons. But, yeah, it was just great to hear that, you know what I'm saying, from him, dude. Like, yeah, I'm into that. That's what I'm into. That's what I grew up with, and that's what I'm yeah. still doing. Just, you know, just a normal guy. This is like when everybody would be talking about, like, how are you spending your quarantine? Like, I'm binge watching this or I'm binge watching that. It's like, oh, that's what NBA players do, too, when they have to be quarantined. Right. Right. Oh, you're not doing a thousand push-ups? Oh, no, I'm just watching The Simpsons. Like, yeah, trying to get back. Um, Yeah. So, uh, you know, this this was really great. Um, like we said, you know, DeMar's gone and done interviews with some of these other um, NBA players. Like he he did a conversation with Draymond earlier yeah. this year that was really yeah. interesting. Always enjoy what, when you get uh, a one-on-one player-player interviewer, interviewee kind of conversation like this because you learn a lot. Like yeah. you, you, some, some of the examples that we brought up, you learn a lot about a player who you thought you, you pretty much knew everything about already, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, and the fact that it's DeMar DeRozan, comma, Chicago Bulls all-star, just, just reminds you again, because, again, we haven't seen him on the floor in a while. Yeah. But hopefully he's he's back soon. Uh, and, again, that goes back to the first segment of today's show. Will the Bulls-Lakers game happen? Because if it happens, DeMar DeRozan could very easily be cleared by that point because he's yeah. past his 10-day mark. Yeah. Does that game happen? Parentheses, should it happen? That's the bigger question as we sit here and twiddle our thumbs and and look forward to, to seeing DeMar DeRozan play basketball in a Bulls jersey again. Um, so, yeah, that is that is that. Go listen to this uh, interview. It's the pull-up podcast with CJ McCollum. Uh, the episode was dropped this past Friday uh, with DeMar DeRozan as his guest. Listen to it if you haven't already. It's, uh, it's a great hour-long chat. Um, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow. I think maybe we'll we'll do a little look around the Eastern Conference tomorrow because we still have no game to talk about. Um, and I know while the Bulls are on pause, where do we think they stack up in this Eastern Conference right now? Because there's a lot of interesting teams. Um, so who's who's for real and who's pretending right now in the East? We'll talk about that. Yes, sir. That's tomorrow. Uh, until then, you can hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. Dave is at Bow. B A W L Sports. 
We are at Locked on Bulls. And that text and voicemail line is 331-979-1369. Hit that like button and subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't already. Appreciate you for listening and watching wherever you are. Until next time, see Red be good, Bulls Nation. Peace out.